As always, welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast for today, the 12th of April 2022, in the year of our Lord. And wherever you are listening to this episode from, whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, North America, South America, Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and Oceania. Welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform and on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. With yours truly, Philip Alimo, and I have love for sports. On today's episode, We'll be discussing and analyzing the Champions League quarterfinal second leg games between Bayern Munich, Villarreal, and Real Madrid, Chelsea. And as always, with me in the studios to do the discussion is Ebo, international football expert and analyst, Mr. Justin Akowa. Mr. Justin Akowa, welcome to the show. Hello, Philip. Thank you, and thank you for having me, and I hope you're having a good day. Definitely, definitely, we can complain. Tell us what the atmosphere is like for many Chelsea fans in London at the moment, going into tonight's second leg at the Bernabeu. Well, um, it's, it's quite divided. Some, some, will, some will believe that going to the Bernabeu for a second leg game especially when Madrid are two goals up, is um, almost impossible to actually salvage. But but following but following um but following the records on how Chelsea have been able to um do their Champions League comebacks historically, some people also believe that it was it it, it is it is following it is following the same storyline as it did in Napoli. In 2012, where Chelsea came back from a 3-1 deficit um, to knock out Napoli in um, in the same in the same stage, so I believe that I believe that um, people are feeling people are having the same people are having the same thoughts um, uh, people are having the same thoughts um, going into this game and and well, we all wait to see what happens because um, kickoff is kickoff is just a few hours away and Chelsea fans will hope for the best, but some too are. Uh, um, uh, being realistic enough to see that the tie was long gone after Edward Mendy made a mistake early in the second half where Benzema scored his Benzema scored his hat trick um, against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge last week Wednesday. And definitely Benzema was outstanding on the night in London. Let's give our audience excerpts of that game in London and come back to Mr. Kowa to get his reactions. We are down to the last eight in the UEFA Champions League in a mouth-watering quarter-final between the holders of this prestigious trophy and the competition's most successful club. It's also a rerun of one of last season's semi-finals. Welcome to the first leg of Chelsea against Real Madrid. Welcome to Stamford Bridge in south-west London. In the opening ten minutes here, clever from Benzema. And there's a chance for Vinicius Jr. here. And he's hit the bar. His teammates look away in disappointment. Well, Chelsea opened up. Yeah, he's appealing for the corner that uh, 
Mendy got a touch on it, but this is why Valverde's in the team for his legs, his defensive capabilities, as well as his ability to get forward, and he lays it on a place, and the plate effectively Vinicius, and he, yeah, he just snatches at it, gets under it, but we talk about Benzema's goal scoring, but that was a lovely flick. There he goes, and it's carried away by Courtois. Good contact from the goalkeeper, well out of harm's way. Yeah, yeah, worth the shot, if possible. It's quite nice just to try and bounce one in front of the keeper in these conditions, but that's not easy. Benzema saying chase that again to Vinicius Junior. Benzema coming in and scoring again. What a season he's having. What a great goal for Real Madrid. Chelsea nil, Real Madrid won in the 21st minute. Well, they're two star men. Vinicius and Benzema, how lethal is that fella in the box, around the box? He's enjoying the time of his life at 34. Making a run in from the opposite flank and Benzema's there again, oh! Can you believe this? A top player at the very top of his game. Everything he touches turns to goals and Real Madrid Lead Chelsea by two, Benzema headers to nil. Well, two magnificent assists, two wonderful headers. This time, Luka Modric with a first-time ball into his centre-forward, and there was never any doubt, was there? Jorginho, it's a clever ball for Havertz. Chelsea strike. Kai Havertz with his history of significant goals for this club. This is an important one here. Similar move, really. Really good ball into the box by Jorginho. And he times his run perfectly, Havertz. Oh, Benzema's got... Oh, he's missed it. Which is such a shock. And that could have been the two-goal advantage restored and a hat-trick in a half as he did in the second half against PSG. More brilliant play from Luka Modric. Kovacic, of course is a former player of Real Madrid oh and Mendy what's he done here he's given Karim Benzema the gift of a hat-trick in the opening seconds of the second half well he's good enough to have to work for goals but when you give him a chance like that it's total chaos and that could be the determining factor when we finish the second leg next Tuesday what a mess up Mr. Kowa, that mistake from Eduardo Mendy in the first leg, do you think is what makes this tie beyond, or takes this tie beyond Chelsea's reach at the Benabal? Well, um, yes, yes and no. Yes, because I believe that it has made everything more difficult. Because if you notice, um, Chelsea, um, after the first half, when Kai Havertz pulled one back late into the first half, made some adjustments by which they took off they took off um, N'Golo Kante as well as Andreas Christensen, switching to a back four. And you could tell that Chelsea wanted to go for the kill and probably even make a comeback in that game. But then after that mistake, you could tell that the, the morale of the players died down because uh, with with this kind of mistake, when you are when you are within reach of when you are within reach of your opponent, really demoralizes your team as a collective. And 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 for me, the efforts and for me, the efforts was kind of dead after after that whole error. And 
I believe that that is what has made Madrid a bit more comfortable heading into the second leg. Uh, but all is not lost yet because football is not over until it's over. But then um, Chelsea did what they could do. It was it was a game of a lot of individual errors from their players who usually play well and perform very well. And that's something not to be proud of, especially at this point of time in the Champions League season. That is not something to be proud of in this Champions League season. But definitely, Chelsea have a record of coming back and a record that the fans are proud of. And let me run you through that. In the 2011-2012 round of 16, Chelsea lost 3-1 to Napoli in Naples. And in the return leg at London, they beat Napoli 4-1. And that season, Chelsea went on to win the Champions League. In the 2013-2014 quarterfinals, Chelsea lost 3-1 to Paris Saint-Germain in Paris. The return leg in London, Chelsea beat PSG by two goals to nil. In 2021-2022 quarterfinals, the first leg, Chelsea lost 3-1 in London. At the Bernabeu, which is a difficult place to play, especially against Real Madrid at a point when they are leading and they have Karim Benzema and Vinicius on fire. This is where it is. Can they turn the tie at the Bernabeu, Mr. Kowa? The two, the two times Chelsea turned the tie in the Champions League when they were down, they played the first leg away from the Stamford Bridge. I mean, um, I mean that's why, that's why some Chelsea fans believe to be realistic because going to going to the record winners' home um, to be able to overturn a very um, relatively big deposit or deficit, sorry, in 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 the quarterfinals is a, is quite an impossible task. And to do it in the Santiago Bernabeu, which is probably two times um, the size of Stamford Bridge, and with everyone. Everyone booing, everyone booing, um, uh, the fans booing Chelsea will be a very, very difficult thing to see. But then we've seen some teams actually go there and raffle, raffle the feathers of Real Madrid of late. And probably Chelsea could be able to do that. And I think speaking about it now, it's a 50-50. And only if Chelsea have learned from the first leg and have, and have taken it in very well, come back. They've been able to come back against Southampton and score them six goals to nil. That's a game that's away from home. So then probably that gives them a relatively better psychological edge than they had during the first leg. And maybe they can do it and maybe they cannot. But they, I believe that the Chelsea that's going to play today will put in a very, very good effort in, in terms of trying to mount a comeback against Real Madrid. Let's hear from Kovic, who is looking to inspire a Chelsea comeback. I think it was this season 2015-16 when we were 2-0 down against... We lost the game 2-0 in Wolfsburg and we came to the Bernabeu and uh, the team won 3-0. So there are, there are many comebacks. I also saw the other day that uh, I think Chelsea against Napoli. They lost the 3-1 at Napoli and then they at Stamford Bridge they, they came back. So football is... Is always uh, surprising, and of course we can. We, we but we need to be 
ready more than 100% to, to be able to, to do a comeback. And Mr. Kowa also spoke of Boos, Casimero, Real Madrid regular, hit back at Madrid fans who booed his teammate, Gareth Bale, after he returned to play for Real Madrid for the first time in 654 days. Casimero shared his thoughts with us at the press conference. Let's hear from him. Mr. Kowa, you spoke about booze and Madrid fans are very uh, uh, known to boo fans of the opposing teams and also sometimes their own players. What do you make of that incident last weekend um, on Garrett Bale? Well, um, we all know we all know how the Spanish media has alienated Garrett Bale as a footballer um, because of re- his refusal to actually perform for uh, Madrid. And we can tell that there's a very there's a lot of contrast in his performances. Sorry, there's a lot of contrast in his performances when he plays for the Welsh national team and he actually leads the team and performs very well and gives it his all. So then and people actually believe that at at um, at Madrid he's sort of a rebellious character who do, does not respect the team and 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 just stays there to earn a salary and plays golf um when when and how he wants. So then um I believe that Madrid or uh, the the media there has done well in alienating Gareth Bill, but then we all know anytime he's on the pitch, he does well to give it his best and he gives it his hundred. So then um I believe that it's a very difficult situation. But for Gareth Bill, he's he's been a top professional and he hardly comes out to he hardly comes out to complain about what he's done to him and he goes about his his job whenever he's given the chance. So then um I believe that Bill Bill is a very strong character and hopefully he can he can help Madrid actually progress um help them progress out of this quarter final and probably make a deep run possibly into the final and help Wills also make it to the World Cup and that's the kind of professional Gareth Bill is and I don't think he is finished yet. But then I just believe that it is it is it is it it is down to patience and trust that the 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 Los the Los Blanco fans have to actually give give back to him for him to be able to perform to his normal levels. Definitely. And wrapping up with the Chelsea Madrid game at the Bernabeu, this tie, which players should we look out for that can write a good script for the quarterfinals for both teams? Well, um, you can you can talk about 
um, looking at Chelsea when when um, when when Kovacic was reintroduced into the first eleven, you can see how Chelsea have been active in with with um, with last with the UFS best player um, not not in good form this season. You can tell that Kovacic's return to the to the Bernabeu will actually be a very very um, great way for him to prove his points and to show Madrid what they are missing as a team. And I believe for I believe for Madrid it goes on and on their fairy tale to um, achieving or be, being able to win a Ballon d'Or will continue for Karim Benzema should he be able to perform because everyone thought um, everyone everyone saw him playing second fiddle to Ronaldo and providing for Ronaldo but then since he is the main man he has repaid the fate of Florentino Perez by delivering and actually performing week in and week out for Real Madrid. Not um, not leaving out Madrid's um, solid characters, um, aside Karim Benzema, Vinicius Jr., David Alaba, as well as Steve Okotua, who for me has been probably the most vital player to Madrid's season, um, apart from Karim Benzema. So then, um, there, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of players who actually have to um, have some proving grounds to make, especially Thibaut Courtois. Still, even 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 when after years after he has left, he left Stamford Bridge. He came in the first leg and he was still being good. So then that shows the hostility um, the Chelsea fans have towards this good Belgian goalkeeper. Definitely, Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel says his side will still give everything in the second leg of their Champions League tie against Real Madrid, even though he says it is unlikely they will progress. Let's hear from him in detail. That's then, then a fantastic script if we want to be able to, to overcome this. It's, uh, the, the, the task is incredibly high and uh, the challenge is incredibly high given the circumstances of first leg and uh, where we play and against whom we play and at what stage we play uh, this kind of match. Yeah, it's, it's always allowed to dream. It's sometimes, uh, it's sometimes important to, 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 to imagine things and to dream about it, but it will, not, it will not shift the focus from the fact that we need to deliver and we need to be ready tomorrow. Um, we will support our team and, um, and, and we will try and we will try hard. It's worth trying. Um, it's sports and it's a, it's a game and it's the beauty of the game that, that everything is possible always. So we will arrive and try everything because it's worth trying. We struggled with our counter-pressing and, and finding work and finding, finding intensity in runs. Can we do it now? Uh, let's see, the game is uh, totally different and, 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 uh, but we will f- need to find a way to play a more physical game and, and um, of course, uh, we, 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 this is a part of the solution. It is uh, one of the biggest challenges to, to perform as a way team in Bernabeu. It is even more difficult if you have to, if you have to earn a certain result, if you need to win with uh, a minimum of two goals or better even or maybe even a three goal goal difference. That makes it, uh, yeah, almost impossible and very, very difficult. But it's still, it's still, it's worth trying, and it's still, uh, it's still a stage where you can also 
where you can also uh, overperform. We need to overperform. It's, uh, like I said, not easier and the opposite. But at the same time, a big experience, uh, experience to learn from and maybe experience to take and, and overperform. Well, Karen Benzema stunned Stamford Bridge in the first leg with two brilliant headed goals. Despite their two-goal lead going into the deciding leg, head coach Carlo Ancelotti admits they're ready to suffer. We have a lot of respect of this team because this team has a lot of quality, has a lot of fantastic skill on his play in, in uh, their players, and uh, it is the only way that we have to prepare this kind of game, thinking that. Um, uh, uh, Chelsea is going to show a better performance tomorrow and be ready for this. There is no other way. We are really prepared, as I said, happy to be in the quarter-final, but we know that we have to suffer tomorrow and we are ready to suffer. Ready to suffer, he says. Let's go live. So, Carlo Ancelotti, wrapping up with Chelsea, says Real Madrid is ready to suffer. Mr. Kua, what do you make of that statement from Carlo Ancelotti? Well, it, 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 it only means one thing for Italian managers who usually say these kind of, um, make these kind of statements because um, whenever Antonio Conte in the second season at Chelsea said Chelsea were ready to suffer, that means they had to work tirelessly off the ball to be able to actually defend and hold their shape and not enable or not allow the opponent to be able to break their lines and actually play through them. So then it is usually, it, it speaks it speaks about um, working off the ball and actually defending as a very, very compact unit. And it seems like that is what Carlo Ancelotti will probably go for um, this this second leg and he will rely on the on the on the counter on the counter attacks to be able to hurt Chelsea when and how he can be able to do that and and you can you can tell that that was a similar approach after the third goal in the um, after Benzema's um, third goal in the first leg as as um, as you could see that Madrid were playing probably just Gareth Bale up front and played about five five midfielders with four defenders at the back. So then it was a it was a very solid front Madrid put um after they scored the third goal against Chelsea and I believe that's what Ancelotti means going into today's game. Definitely. Another game tonight is Bayern Villarreal. Bayern Munich will need to rise above themselves if they have to get a result at the Allianz Arena. Mr. Kua, what do you make of the first leg tie between Villarreal and Bayern in the city of Villarreal? Well, it is. It is. It was. It was quite. It was quite um, simple, and even it was. It was spoken about by Julian Nagelsmann and his players. They were lucky to actually leave Villarreal with just um, just one goal conceded because they were silly and they weren't punished enough. So then you could tell that you could tell the frustration with their performance themselves after they played that game against Unai Emery's men. And I believe it was a tactical masterclass from Unai Emery against um, Julian Nagelsmann, um, who seems to still, who seems to um, um, be a coach who is still learning the ropes in European football, even though he has made a Champions League semi-final appearance already. So, um, 
So I believe that I believe that um, that was a game that Bayern will probably let off the hook easily, and they will need to respond in the in the um, in the best of ways against um, against Villarreal, who who I'm sure will actually go into this second leg with a similar approach as they did against Juventus when they knocked them out. Definitely, let's pick excerpts of the first leg game in Villarreal. And we'll come back to the studios to get the final thoughts of Mr. Kowa. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our live coverage of this UEFA Champions League quarterfinal first leg tie as Spain's Villarreal take on Germany's Bayern Munich with either Liverpool or Benfica waiting in the last four. And you join us as the Villarreal supporters pump up the volume in style going through their anthems here's Lo Celso Sherrod Moreno back into Giovanni Lo Celso interesting great little ball back it's in the flag might go up Danjuma celebrates and the flag has stayed down and Villarreal have the lead inside 8 minutes Arno Danjuma diverting the ball in from Parejo's effort which might have been gold-bound itself, but Danjuma scores, Villarreal lead. Well, their first real attack of any quality, of any note, the way that they moved the ball down the right-hand side. Really was well-crafted, they get the cross in. I'm not sure whether it's a mishit shot, but it flashes across to the left-hand side of the goal, and there's Danjuma. The Celso feeds the ball to Moreno down the right, and he's passed from underneath his feet into the... Of running the Celso cut back. It's a strike that may be just flashing wide at the far post. And Juba's there to side for Villarreal into a really important lead. Totally unmarked. He's free to side for home. What a start. Mr. Kowat, tonight, do you think Villarreal will come out guns blazing, attacking, or will put up a defensive? masterclass to get the results in Munich? Well, I referenced the game, their second leg um, fixture against Juventus and they weren't looking to actually play out um, guns blazing but then they were well calculated and steady in in order to limit and actually um, avoid avoid a lot of attacking attacking um, attacking uh, moves on them by Juventus. They were they, they ushered uh, Dusan Vlahovic quite well as well as um, as as well as the other Juventus attackers, even though Juve were missing out on um, the presence of Federico Chiesa, and I believe that they will actually have to do more because Bayern is Bayern is way for me Bayern is way more different, and they offer way way more different um, um, variations in terms of attack than what. Juventus, um, Juventus offer, and probably I think with the um, probably with the with the return of Leon Goretzka, um, Julian Nagelsmann will be able to play a very sound and balanced pivot with um for Bayern, and actually not reintroduce Jamal Musiala, who is more of an attacking player, into a pivot with 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 which um, I believe that it is a different style. It's a different. Um, it's a. It's a thing that he has to adjust to, because for him playing, and um, playing in the pivot does not help um, him that much. Because he would have to be. He would have to be um, defensively sound, which he isn't. So, 
I believe that should Leon Goretzka be able to start today um, with Kimmich in the middle, Bayern will have a chance. Bayern will have a very, very good chance against um, Villarreal with with the likes of Lewandowski, who have to show, who have to prove that he is he is he is the best striker in the world, or he's amongst the best in the world. Because with his performance in the first leg, it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't something to write home about. So Bayern have all to do, and I believe that Julian Nagelsmann says that they will punish they will punish Villarreal for not punishing them enough for their for their bad um, performance in Spain. So then hopefully hopefully Bayern will be able Bayern will be able to show their class and their ability against Villarreal. And talking of class and ability, which players should we expect to put up an outstanding performance and do you think Bayern or Villarreal will make the semi-final? Well, it is for me. It is. It is. It is very difficult to see. Um, this match too is fifty-fifty for me because uh, we all know. We all know how we we actually tip Villarreal off to be one of the whipping boys in this in this group. Um, in this group of teams that made it to the quarterfinals, but then they showed an incredible amount of. And determination and resilience in um, in in holding bigger or um, opponents who have more quality, been able to hold them off and actually limit limit the way they play, and they've neutralized it and they've been able to use it to their advantage. With which they have um, quite a couple of players who who perform well for them. Speaking about um, the arrival of Giovanni Lo Celso, who. Who has been who has been a very very good performer since since he since he left Tottenham to actually play for Villarreal. Dan Juma, who who um, who was signed from Bournemouth, who has been a very very good performer for for Unai Emery whenever he needs them to be. Gerard Moreno as well as Jeremy Pino too will also will also be able, even though they are pressing and they are playing defensively sound. They'll be looking for gaps um, to to exploit, especially with with um, with Upamecano, who does not have who who does not have a lot of um, positional awareness. They'll also look to use that to use that to their advantage and be able to actually exploit it and and be able to actually get a goal or two when they can. So I believe that the game is very very close to call and. For me, it will be very difficult to actually predict who is going to win. But then, as of now, I believe that Bayern, uh, Bayern have Bayern, uh, or Bayern are in the right. Bayern have won. Bayern have the best um, probability to win or to be able to make it to the semi-final this time round. Definitely, ladies and gentlemen, lovely audience. As always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League show. We wish Bayern, Villarreal, Real Madrid, Chelsea the best of luck. And we'll, same time tomorrow, we'll come back with detailed discussions on the next games. Until same time tomorrow, it's bye for now. <laughs>